Welcome to the fundamental interconnectedness of all things. My name is Jeremy. Hi, I'm Eric. And you are Eric. I'm Eric. Yeah, uh, still haven't changed uh, since, what was it, two weeks ago. Man, oh, it's been I, a while. It's been a while. We haven't laid one down. We haven't laid any pod. I've actually been lax in, in even posting the episodes on the internet. Uh-oh. Oh, I'm terrible. I'm been a terrible laxative. producer. Um, You're surrounded by uh, stormtroopers. I <laughs> yeah, keeping you on the on the straight and narrow over there. They're descending upon me over here. Uh, we're gonna get them over there. TK four two seven. Why aren't you at your post? I'm taking a shit. <laughs> this this outfit is really held together. How do I? I really I my had, button is stuck. I had some burritos last night. How do I get out of this? Oh jeez. Oh man. TK four two seven. Did you crap your pants again? Yes. <laughs> All right. So there you go. There's the Star Wars potty humor version of this section of the show. Uh, no, I, I interrupted you mid-sentence, really mid-stream of thought to, to start the podcast because I thought it was important. I forgot what I was talking about. Well, it was really because I was about to make this huge Oh, my God. I was Folks, just going to like... Listen. Just Are you sitting down? Jeremy's going to drop over, one in your ears. Knock over the dikes of... What? conceptual reality the dams of reality we're yes. just gonna come tumbling your down. perception of reality is all the be altered. and this is the thing that's gonna be the game-changing world-altering thing that's gonna bring us into harmony and peace so hold your breath here it comes <laughs> did everybody get that okay so DK here 47 dk 427 here was the thing um we were talking about Jeez. uh how okay so like when i went to college i went to herzing university a brief synopsis uh i didn't have the ability to take creative classes poetry film whatever creative writing creative writing reading writing whatever i was taking basket weaving sure why not uh i had to take math communication and computer classes and that was the only classes that were available to me for my degree done when my wife went to nursing uh school um she also went to a different technical... Well, she went to a technical college. It was a different technical college. She had to take uh, her requisites and whatever that were for her degree, but she was also afforded the uh, luxury of taking a film class. And I think she also took a creative writing class and all that sort of stuff. And you had said something about how technical colleges kind of churn out these dull people that just get their jobs done. Well, the way you set thing. it up, the way you set it up was, you know, you you... You, I mean, the, the way you said that, okay, you had to take communications mm-hmm. and you had to take a lot of IT. These are business. And I think there's there's a, there's a, a kind of a viewpoint for, for kids nowadays where it's like, you know what? It's more important for you to get out in the world and get a career and settle down and get a job that makes a lot of money so that you can raise your kids and, and be comfortable at living mm-hmm. and that you can keep up with the Joneses and whatnot. So mm-hmm. you better settle down and get your career and don't. Don't lose that imagination as soon as possible. Uh, yeah. Don't be a kid. Don't be a kid. Because, you know, watching, really enjoying films, like like picking them apart and understanding them, that's that's too imaginative. If you, uh, yeah, you can go see movies and everything, but it just should be like uh, a, a two-hour event that is like, oh my gosh, that blew me away, blah, blah, blah. But don't, don't get too much into it. Don't think that, you know, you're ever capable of doing anything like that. Just Just do your job. And and that's it. And don't that feeds into a point that there is this uh, sidetrack uh, warning. 
Uh, I was ta- I just I just I'm the last. Well, I think maybe you are. I'm the second a last second to last person in America to see Avatar. The big James Cameron spectacle. Oh, I haven't seen. I don't it. think you. So you're probably no. the last American. Okay. So hi. Other than maybe like some hillbilly you that doesn't have me. electricity yeah. that still thinks Carter is president. Uh, Wait, you'd be the last. Wait, Carter's not president. What? When did Billy? This, when did this happen? We were drinking Billy beer earlier. So I was talking to him, and you know, I liked it. I like to kind of throw out the the can of worms and be like, "Here's what I thought. Let's discuss it." That's probably know. what's in that can of <laughs> in this can of yeah. Well, it's probably old enough. Um, and beer worms. So we're talking, and I was like, "Yeah, you know, I watched uh, watched Avatar last night. You know, kind of predictable." problems you know didn't understand this and and he's like what what it's the most popular movie made the most money ever i mean what's wrong with it? why do you think there's something wrong with it and i was like well you know it's not really for me to judge what's right or what's wrong with it but i personally felt that it was a little predictable and you know i mean without the the gloss on it it's just another movie that they've made a hundred times before you know uh I mean the 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 I don't are you ever gonna see it? I mean do you Me uh, probably spoiler alert. Do, do you want me to No, I somebody told me what it's about. It's about uh going to another planet and raping the for its resources. Right, and then so, again the big war with the with the natives. So yeah, there's this I mean, moral to it and that's all nice, but I mean there's there's like there's four elements here and they're all just so uh like stereotypical like but far stereotypical like there's the marine guy and he's got a buzz cut and he's muscular and sure. he's 50 years old and carved he's got a scar on the side yeah. of his head and he talks I've like seen this that. and I don't think they showed it but he probably smokes a cigar right yeah. and he's and then you've got the scientists that are like oh knowledge we must learn everything that we can yeah. possibly learn about everything stereotypical character. and then you've right. got the corporate guy that's like I don't care knock him down we gotta, you got the beautiful we gotta woman get the thing. His, yeah. we gotta get all of our stuff and it doesn't matter what we destroy to get uh, and then there you've got the natives and the natives are so in touch with nature and everything they do is so delicate and intertwined and intricate. like there's no um, there's no deviance or variance from from their set roles so you got these four things that are just and there's nothing in the middle well and there's nothing leaning towards the middle okay it's like this movie is you know i can tell what's going to happen okay because these characters have set themselves up to such an extreme that i know what he's going to do i know what she's going to do i know what he's going to do okay okay and this is uh cameron this guy same the guy that did titanic right yeah Okay. Titanic, in my opinion, was a better movie. Well, I don't remember it. I don't even ever saw that. But it occurs to me what this camera guy does. But Titanic is, was the second highest grossing movie right behind Avatar. So maybe the guy's on to something. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Right. What he does is there's, uh, you know, the majority of the people that, that don't actually put all this stuff together. They don't. They don't realize it because they're living so for the moment or whatever. They're they're Is not characters they're, in this film. Yeah, they have no concept of of that. Oh wow, yeah, this is this is the same thing over and over and over. They they don't they don't realize that they're so caught up in in what they do. I'm I'm. This is what I do. This is uh, this is what I. I thought it was just lazy, poor writing. No, I think I think he did that because he knows that the majority of the people maybe subconsciously understand this and what's going on, but they haven't put it all together, and he just puts it all together for him. So he doesn't he doesn't come up with any ideas. No, he takes other people's ideas, 
and he and he puts yeah. them together in a fancy way. But to take the Titanic, he makes a fruit basket. I mean, okay, no, so if you like, if you go if you go and buy, like, well, but it's like a fruit basket where every strawberry is the most delicious strawberry you've and that's, ever had. And that's what and they try no to do. no tolerance, no variance. Yeah, but, yeah. But, and that's but, why they make them, that's why they the, pump them full of chemicals. That's why after they the third, genetically engineer them. After the I mean, third look at corn. Look at corn. Look at thousands of acres of corn that are all exactly the same. Exactly. the gen, Down to the genomic level. All right. We're getting a lot off topic. Because I want to go back to what you said about Titanic. And that is that the some of the characters that he designed in Titanic, Rose, for example, uh, had a little bit of dynamics to them. She kind of went onto the boat like, oh, we're off to America and that'll, that'll be droll. You know, she was just this uh, rich... Uh, Why are you talking blase? about the plot of, of Titanic now? Because I'm talking about character development. Okay. Rose kind of started off as this woman who was just like, I'm rich and whatever, and the steerage is back there, and I'm up here in first class. But as she progressed through the movie, she learned that there was more about life than just being this rich, blase woman, and she realized that she would give it all up just to be with this man that she loved. Big stereotype again. Yeah, sure. Not a, that's not a stereotype. Kind of like Romeo and Juliet. It was like Romeo and Juliet. It was, well, a, it was exactly. a story that was it's, written over and over. Sure. It's a trite plot, maybe, you want to say, but I'm just saying at least those characters had a little bit, bit of dynamics to them. In Avatar, there wasn't so much of that dynamic. It was... You are this or you are that. That's because he focused probably a lot more on the effects. Uh, visual effects, yes. Yeah, and that's kind of what bothered me. Is like you take away the 3D, and we didn't watch it in 3D because we watched it here at the house. But I bet you if it was in 3D, it would have been amazing. But you take away. I heard there were some lights or something in the beginning that were pretty cool that came out into the theater. I bet you there were. That was like the best part. Like in the beginning, the credits. Maybe. You Maybe. don't remember any lights? I didn't see it in 3D. <laughs> No, no, but I mean, oh. whatever. No, there was... Fine. <laughs> you could have imagined it. I imagined uh, it. Yeah, it was brilliant. It was so awesome. I dreamt the whole plot of Avatar, actually, last uh. night. It was pretty amazing. <laughs> that big dinosaur thing with the green horn, that was wow. Sure. That just gored the hell out of that one chick. What wow. Was my, what was our point, though? Why did we go here? Um, wh- Where I was going to go, kind of, where, was... Why, why did I go here? I went to plot development. Yeah, I don't, because ever. because they get blasé. They get... They get uh, they they they're, they've all been done, huh. but Titanic did it better. I thought Titanic did it better, but I mean you're right. It was Romeo and Juliet on a sinking boat. I wonder what sure. Avatar was in in terms of because I think didn't then didn't, didn't, wasn't it written somewhere that uh, only William Shakespeare yeah like William Shakespeare actually wrote all the great uh, themes. Yeah, I wonder which I one Avatar know. is. We should call it we, all right. Write an email to Erica <laughs> and ask her because she would probably know because she's a theater major, right? Sure. Um. Now, what I thought about when you were talking about that was... Um, execution means everything, though. But go ahead. And, and, and effects can't make up for poor execution. I'm not saying I hated Avatar. Yeah, but they, just, can, they, but they can wow you into making you forget execution. Yes, they can. And, 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 and that's the point. And here's the case. We watched it, and it's, never, it's not a movie that I would ever watch again uh, on my TV. I saw it. It was, ooh, spectac- spec- it was a spectacle. Uh, but then Adam said, you know, they're going to re-release it in the theaters with six extra minutes. And thinking to myself, I, you know, I might actually go see that in the theater in the big 3D thing. Because there were some elements of that movie that Avatar probably look really cool in 3D. And then at that point, you're, you're on a roller coaster. You're paying 15 bucks to go on a roller coaster rather than see a movie. But roller coasters are pretty cool. Exactly. And and I bet you this movie, you know, who cares about the, at that point it's like who cares about the dialogue, who cares about the plot? Look at this look at these 
amazing lights and trees and things. I mean, you have to watch some of it because there is a lot of um, creativity that went into designing the creatures and the plants and the backgrounds. It's it's something that you've never seen before, and a lot of care and yeah. detail was put into. Right. You know, we're not going to just have um, ferns. We're going to have Pandora ferns. Okay. You know, right. we're going to have Pandora mushrooms. Pandora this is trees. this was the point that I was going to make before, and right. and it I don't know how we got here. Goes a little something like this. No, I, I, you know me. I'm kind of the king of metaphors, and I, I, maybe it's not a metaphor. Maybe it's a simile. Maybe it's a hyperbole. Maybe it's whatever the hell it is. But what what I was thinking about when you and, and it just popped into my head when you said something about. Um, I don't remember what you said, but it's in my head, and I'm not going to forget it. I'm going to okay, lay cool, it out. Cool. Here it is. I'm going to, but it's not really. It's okay. I'm just going to talk. Okay. Oh boy, it's one of these. Go ahead. Food. Oh boy. Food. Think this about food. This Think isn't about a food. Corn thing, is it? No, okay. not necessarily. Think about movies and what we just talked about. How Avatar is like this succulent strawberry that every bit of it is perfect, but yet it's kind of a roller coaster. It doesn't have a lot of substance. Okay. That's the way our food is going. It's like, okay, you go to McDonald's, you get this hamburger. It's got no substance, you know? And and all of our food is like shipped 200, 2,000 miles from Mexico and is grown in these conditions we don't even know about. And yet that is what keeps us alive. That's what keeps us alive. That's what sustains our existence. Not necessarily even only our physical existence, our, our, our physical existence being but our emotional psychological our brain development how we view the world our reality that we paint with our brains with our thoughts with our minds is all driven from the things that we put into our body all the all the 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 nutrients the molecules the atoms and when there's a lot of crazy chemicals that are put into that and a lot of crazy genetics that were never really designed to to be to be uh, in that food, and and they're shipped from two thousand miles away, where which is which is like not where we're from, and it's like it starts creating some havoc in the brain, as far as I'm concerned. And we and and our perception of reality is kind of morphed by that a little bit, and we and we start we're not as we're not as uh, uh, I don't know. I, we're, we're not as real somehow we're not we don't we don't we we lose track of what is real you know and we just want that that perfect succulent strawberry every time and we don't i mean in terms of like now i'm going back to the to the metaphor of movies because it's like oh that's all we want is that pandora max and we want that perfect movie and that's that's why that's the best-selling movie and it's like well you know what though for for everyday consumption i think it's better to 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 be eating better foods that is what sustains us that is what keeps us going and so these huge but okay all right now to even take that okay now i i laid that out there and i thought about something to 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 go with from there these big machine movies that make a lot of money when they when they do get put out there and a lot of people see them and a lot of people like them and they make the most money ever that actually changes the entire environment of movies and that is going to that is going to actually create an effect in in all the other studios is hey we have to kind of we have to look at this movie this is like in school they're going to say this is the movie that made all the money this is the movie that you want to make i don't so, think so really uh so it's the same with food it's like okay things like that are going to change 
the, the people's perception of what they eat and I, I don't know. It's weird. I'm I'm trying to make this uh, weird yes. metaphor. What, I mean, you're Hopefully, confused. No, what, I mean, look, what do you, what do you have to say about any of that? What I just said. I, Anything? Um, Am I just an idiot? Um, it's kind of like you puked all over my desk, and you're asking me to find the hot dog you had two days ago. Really? <laughs> wow. Like, and I'm digging through there, and I see there's some corn in there. And there's a muffin from whatever. Wow. There's a lot of good stuff in there. But I don't really want to get too far in there because I might get sick myself. No, I don't know. I'm, I, I I don't understand where you're going with the whole. I, I think you want to make a matter. I think you want to make a different point. I think you want to talk about how bad food is for us as people, um, and not necessarily that that Avatar was a, a overindulgent uh, film that made billions of dollars and is still generating billions of dollars, and and is not a creative film but has definitely got a lot of gloss on it i'm not really sure where you're trying to go Sounds well okay to me like you want to make a different point no not necessarily it, it, what did you just say about avatar it's a it's a it's not a very good film but it's got a lot of gloss and it's making millions and millions of dollars yeah. think about food think about soda think about coca-cola it's bad for you it's 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 the worst thing you can possibly put in your mouth and your body it has no value whatsoever and it's but it's making billions of dollars a year to the and the kids are sucking it up like crazy because it's oh it's it's sweet and it's good and you know and and uh, an entire generation of kids thought that it was the only thing that they could eat that they no. could drink. Well, okay, and no. hamburgers, hot dogs, all these. Cr- I mean, I don't know. I, I, I there is a metaphor there. I'm sorry, there is, there is because there is there is better entertainment out there that to see than this Avatar crap. There is. I don't know. I haven't seen it. I probably will love it. I'll probably be like, "Wow, yeah, this is really good." But uh, somehow, I, I'm I gonna know, feel. I, I doubt that. I, ch- I that's the challenge right there. I, I challenge you to go see that movie. And I like McDonald's hamburgers. Look, I like McDonald's. Look, but that's that's a good. Thing. I like soda. Here's the thing. That's 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 excellent that you brought that up. And and I didn't know if I wanted to go there, but what the hell? It's it's our form. I'm going to. I love a McDonald's hamburger. I love a McDonald's cheeseburger, quarter pounder with cheese. I love a Coca-Cola. I love a, an ice cold fountain Coca-Cola mm-hmm. sizzling. French fries. I love all that. Now, but all of that is... I is the breakfast is, burritos over there with a little bit of mild sauce. You and I both nice know that neither one of those are good for you. No, they're horrible. Uh, but we also know that... A quarter pounder or a cheeseburger from McDonald's every now and again isn't going to kill you. Uh, and that can't be your only source of food. And, you know, if you have that for lunch, well, then maybe you should have a salad and something healthier for dinner to offset it or whatever. Whatever your whatever your deal is. Whatever your, um, there are people that take those things to extremes and then they say, well, all I'm going to do is drink Coca-Cola and eat McDonald's cheeseburgers. And you can live a long time. You can live decades with nothing but that sort of a diet. I mean, eventually, you'll probably have some heart failure and some cholesterol problems. And you'll probably be obese from all the sugar you're in, it, it, it's sucking down. But, I mean, just like ice cream is really good and tasty and yummy and even, even organic ice cream, right, is really tasty, it's terrible for you because it's nothing but just fat and sugar. So you can't have it all the time. It's a treat. I don't think that Avatar in my opinion, was necessarily a treat for some reason. Uh, and I, 
Look, I've seen a lot of the disaster films like Armageddon and The Day After Tomorrow. We recently just saw 2012, which is about the end of the world. And to me, that was the cheeseburger. That was just things are blowing up and the earth is cracking and cars are being sucked down. And I just had kind of a giddy fun like <laughs> this is. But I mean, it's not a good movie and, and it's not the only thing that, that I subsist on my entertainment budget. It's just every now and then, give me a little... Give me a little cocaine. I think it was the hippie in me that uh, was was saying all that because it's it's. I mean, in terms of the the metaphor for food, I'm sorry if you're going to be digging <laughs> through my hot dog here, but uh, <laughs> whoa, whoa, no, I mean that, ah, that, that yeah. Well, you know, um, I think more what I had in mind was was, and I didn't even have this concept uh, fully realized when I was making that when I was puking on your desk there. <laughs> Um, was, now was find the, the point there. The moral structure of it. And the moral structure to me is more about um, a, a, a big corporation that, that, that goes down. I mean, I, and I don't even know all the facts, but goes to Brazil or whatever. And it, and it says, okay, you know what? We, we need uh, 40,000 tons of beef um, every, every two weeks. Uh, it doesn't matter if you cut down all the rainforest to, to graze these cattle. We need the, the, the American people demand all these cheeseburgers because they want that little, you know, instead of eating a salad, which is better for you, you can have it locally produced. You can, you can support your local farmers. And it's the same with movies. I mean, you got, okay, you got this, you got this billion dollar behemoth that like juggernauts into the American public, into the, into the people. And now you have, the you know the guy that's been working for three years on this little film in his basement, you know, and 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 just just his his kids hate him. His parent his 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 wife hates him. His he's been he's been working 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 working. And yeah, he's doing it out of love and whatever. But he the 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 the, the, the um the big production companies are like, nah, we need something like Avatar because that's going to make our shareholders money. So no, we're not even gonna we're not even gonna think about your movie because you just no, it doesn't have that you know forget it. That's not so. Nec- it's we're losing we're losing no, that. No, you no, know? no, that's not necessarily true. Uh, I think the movie industry is kind of that rare, oh, I don't know, um, environment where some creativity is encouraged. Commercialism is 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 the utmost of importance but some creativity is is encouraged because uh you know well of course it is i mean what i'm trying to say is that you if the movie makes if the movie costs a million dollars and it can make five million dollars holy crap that's profitable that's an unbelievable profit if the movie costs 250 million dollars and can make 500 million dollars that's profitable right so I don't want to necessarily talk about the money. I mean, bring the money and the scope into play, because if you are a really talented filmmaker and you come and you spend all your and you ostracize yourself from your family, I mean, hopefully you don't do that. Hopefully they're behind you with that project, and you come up with something that a studio says, "Wow, you spent you know five hundred thousand dollars on this," and I don't really care how much time you spent on it, but you came up with a good film. You know, I'm gonna, you know, I feel, and then there's of course there is some bureaucracy and some politics that go into that from the movie studio sizes well based on our numbers and the things that we've crunched uh, we're going to be able to make seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars making or by by buying your movie and putting it out in the theater you know so here's a check for 
you know, whatever your expenses plus a hundred thousand dollars. I mean, I think I think that still exists, but a lot of work goes into that. But what's the point? Yeah, I don't think I don't think I don't think those kind of movies get released. I mean, they might get to a little film festival. They get to film festivals. They get to yeah, DVDs, and then that's, that's the starting point. I mean, that's uh, yeah. if you look at a lot of these directors, I I don't have anything. That's like the a, that's like a head, that's like a, a an organic salad from a local producer. I mean, yeah, okay, it, it's re, it's better than than the shit that McDonald's pumps out. But you know what? You go to McDonald's and you get the same goddamn thing for five dollars. You go to the organic farmer and he's like. Dude, I, well, I got yeah. you know I'm I'm I got this land I'm paying off to to the big developers that could come out here and build a parking lot for another Walmart. So I'm paying them to rent this land. I gotta work it. Yeah. I'm working eighty hours a week, but you know, and I'm trying to support for my family. I grow this lettuce, and then I gotta pick, and I gotta drive it and wash it. So I gotta charge eighteen dollars for this for this salad. But it's 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 local. It's fresh. It's unbelievably tasty. I'll get the McDonald's salad for five dollars. That'll no, save me the five dollars. Well, it's I, I don't know. Look, it's I just, agree with you, but but and, and that's got to change. And the way that changes is to kind of is is to is to start knocking McDonald's down. Start knocking those big movies down. Why? Just but, but, say but, but, no. This is start, where start focusing no, on some smaller stuff because this is where I see the difference. I mean, movie making is a business just like anything else is. But um, there are lots of good movies released every year. You have to knock hundreds, them down, I guess, but like educate hundreds, the people but, 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 that it's, no, 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 that it's li- morally. Wait, 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 stop, stop, stop. There's hundreds of movies not that, morally, I don't know. that are released uh, a year that are, that are great films. You got to hunt for them. You got to find them. Yes, they come out of your independent movie the- or movie uh, um, um, festivals. Uh, they're usually only released on DVD. You got to rely on reviews. You got to rely on word of mouth. But if you look hard enough, you can find them. And those movies, if they're good, uh, generally develop a following and make a little bit of money. And sometimes are the you, you make the first one so that you can make the second one if if you get my meaning like you don't make any money on the first one but you yeah. get the attention of everybody and then you get to make the second one. McDonald's on the other hand and the whole organic food that's a social um, uh, disease that's a social problem that we have. I mean there was that whole Food Incorporated movie that was recently made where it's like I can go to McDonald's and I can feed my entire family for eight dollars. But I can't buy a head of broccoli for less than three dollars. You know, where is there's a problem there? Right? Yeah, and and then all the problems that you want to bring up about how those cattle are, are fed and cared for, and the antibiotics and the treatment and all of that sort of stuff. Same thing with the cheese and the flavors and the buns, all that stuff. That's natural resources that are sucked up and uh, uh, countries are taken advantage of and whatever. People, people are taken advantage of. Certainly, people are taken advantage of. Uh, and then, of course, in this country, you pay these people so little that they can't afford that $3 stock of broccoli. Well, so then, then they go to McDonald's and hey, I can feed my whole family a tasty meal plus for the fact nine that bucks. They don't even they don't even know. I mean, the, I would say that, that half the people that come into to my store don't even know that there's there's alternatives to like fast food or pizza. It's like that's all they know is buying. That's all they give their kids is like Lunchables from from Oscar Mayer. And high, 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 that, that, what is that called? High punch, Hawaiian punch. High C. High C, Hawaiian punch. uh, Sunny D, that's orange juice. They just don't, and it's the same with movies. It's like, these crappy movies are in the theater. They're pumped down the kids' throats. That's all the kids want. The parents are like, oh, let's go to the, oh, look at this. This is a good movie. They don't even, they don't know. Because, because the market is so saturated 
with 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 this crap. And, and it's not. I don't know. Well, and yes, yes, there is a lot of good stuff out there, but you have to no, you have I, to I, I know where to saying. look for it. You have to have the money to be able to to say I kind of refuse to go along with what the 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 civilization our our society is is you know the the, the river that it's kind of t- dragging me down you know i, I right. i'm gonna say you know what i i know i i i'm gonna grab on the bottom and 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 wait no, for the next yeah, boat look, I, I don't get know it. i get it i get it i mean this is uh i wouldn't say that the market the movie market is saturated with crap movies I would say that they are statistically and uh, with purpose released at certain times. The crap movies are? Yeah. To make the most amount <laughs> yeah, of money. Yeah, I mean, sure. You don't release six avatars at the same time. You space that stuff apart. Yeah. You got your blockbusters in the summer or now the winters or whatever. And you release those at certain times to maximize the amount of money that you return from the box office. It's all a well-orchestrated business. And you're right. Uh you know, if you're just if you just want to see it, yeah, you're right. I mean, there's a lot of well, but there's but then again, movies and food are a lot are different because you don't need a movie to live. Yeah, uh, and that was the point right, that I made so, right off the bat. Yeah. So I work with a lot of people that that just don't care about movies, and 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 like the guy I was uh, kind of talking to about Avatar. He's like, what, what what do you know? Did I lay this out? On yeah, top? a little bit. Okay. He's like, what do you what do you know about? Well, he didn't say that, but he said, who are you to say that it's? He's kind of like, know, who are you to say that uh, uh, Avatar is not a good movie? It's clearly grossing, yeah. Billions of people disagree with you, and it's like, well, I get it, but you know, what kind of movies do you like? Do you like movies that don't make money? Those must not be good movies, and that's kind of the logic that he kind of uses: that movies that don't make money don't make money for a reason because they're not good. And and to me, it's like, well, I don't really want to get into this argument. I mean, like, look, you're right. Uh, Avatar has gone on to make more money than a lot of countries' gross domestic product combined. So. He's obviously on to something. He's a master of his craft. He's made a film that people enjoy and have gone to repeatedly. Uh, and yeah, kudos. It's, you know what's him. sad? It's the new Star Wars. Uh, well, look. So it, the 15 year olds now in it was, 20 years are going to be like, oh, let's have Avatar watching parties. And my kid's going to watch Avatar for the first time. I don't know. I don't know. You think so? I. That's an interesting point. I mean, th- that you've brought up. To that point, Ella before you know that she watched Star Trek. Well, Star Wars. I'll get into that maybe if we got time. But to that, I watched Avatar, thinking to myself, okay, maybe this could be because there's already a sequel in the works. I mean, it made so many billions of dollars that they've make another one. Um, I'm like, well, okay, you know, maybe this could be. We should make a sequel to it. Just paint ourselves blue and run around the woods. Dude, like, we should tell oh, you nature's YouTube wonderful. <laughs> We're going to take this over and make a Walmart or whatever no. they did. We're going to mine Christite. <laughs> We're going to mine some Christite. <laughs> Unobtainium. Is that it? No, what I was going to say, uh, I was watching with the eye of maybe this is the next Star Wars. And, you know, I, I've freely admitted on this podcast that I like eye candy movies from time to time. I do too. I mean, I'm guilty pleasures. You know, Snickers. Do you need a Snickers to live? No. no. Is a Snickers good? Snickers is damn good. McDonald's hamburger. There you go. Yeah. So I'm into... Uh, time Bandits. Well, that was a pretty well, good movie, a good movie though. Yeah. But, well, it's it all, that's all relative, though. Yeah, that gets kind of blurry right. the lines so, there. So, uh, 
went into Avatar thinking this. I movie. like roller coasters. Let's put it that way. I like roller coasters too. And they are nothing but cheap thrills mm-hmm. in the back of my car. Cheap thrills. So I went into this movie thinking this could be the next Star Wars, and I watched it. And as the movie progressed, and maybe it, maybe it's because I'm older, maybe it's because of my perspective. I was like, this is not the next Star Wars. I mean, this is kind of a good movie, but <laughs> it's a good-looking movie, but it just didn't have the same kind of pacing that like the original Star Wars movies does. But then again, it's a whole different perspective. It didn't have a it didn't have a, a cultural shifting ability. It didn't have like a like that kind of base m- feel. Well, but then it's you don't, hard, you never though. know. You never know what's going because what were we talking about before with exactly. with the with the whole with the digital? Well, the pioneering. Well, so a little earlier we were talking about like the 1984 Pixar films where these guys were sitting there like, wow, this is really cool. Look, I can make this thing happen. It's so awesome. And you watch that now and you're like, I got a program. I can hit six buttons and I'll make that same thing happen. But these pioneers created this. And same thing with the video games. Video games used to be made by a guy, not hundreds of guys. Um, Star Wars was made by a guy who's like, wouldn't it be cool to have some spaceships and some aliens, but not really have it as cheesy as those old Flash Gordons, like really do it seriously and not slapsticky. Maybe I could write some stuff. And he, if you read the annotated scripts of Star Wars, I'm not saying that George Lucas is a great filmmaker, but he wrote and he wrote and he wrote and he wrote and he revised and he revised and he wrote and... The, the the difference between draft one of Star Wars and draft eight, the final shooting draft, are hugely different. But he, in the writing of that, he developed a lot of mythology and ideas about hmm. what the Jedi were and what the lightsaber would be like. And it wasn't like he's like, all right, let's let's bang the Star Wars thing out, and uh, you know I'll call you for breakfast. He, he, he years went into crafting this first Star Wars installment, and enough came out of that. Did to, he write the original book? Or the there original? was no original book. That's a myth. Okay. Um, and so, uh, uh, what's what am I trying to say? You watch that, and yeah, it's definitely that movie is definitely a game changer. It it shifted from like these cheesy little Buck Rogers films into kind of a serious space drama thing, and and it's kind of been emulated past that. But I would say that he certainly was a pioneer, and that's why that movie is kind of a cornerstone. Uh, of and this Avatar film. movie was not pioneerish. It's pioneering in now. I didn't see it in 3D, but it was shot specifically to impress a 3D audience. Well, a, an interesting point here to be made and would so, be uh, but, what, but, what wait, we wait, wait, to finish the thought. I think it was pioneered to um, enhance mm-hmm. and increase the idea of 3D as a viable film filming. Oh, okay. Vehicle. So in that perspective, yes. it is right. But uh, to go back to what we talked about before, if we did lay this down, was the the whole um, William Shakespeare thing where there's, mm-hmm. you know, uh, uh, Titanic, the, another Cameron, Cam, Cameron vehicle that, that was unbelievably successful in the box, box office was basically a ripoff of the, the love that wasn't supposed to be or whatever. Um, and say, so he he's he's, he's the, the he's the master so of of taking ideas that are kind of floating out there and that are ready to be presented to this culture this you know the the time is ready for them and and using all the technology at at hand to do that to to make a nice pretty picture to make a a, a fantastic fruit basket with the best strawberries ever right yeah yeah so that kind of a movie and that kind of a mindset 
is not the groundbreaking uh, Star Wars uh, idea shifting kind of movie. That's that's not, you know what I'm saying? That's not a groundbreaking movie. That's just a money making cow that that takes advantage. Avatar of, or Titanic? I'm talking about either of them. I don't. I think. Titanic. Do you think no, that changed the? I that think didn't Cameron is a is is a film. Cameron is a is a filmmaker, uh, a genuine filmmaker who believes. Well, I'm not, I wasn't in the picking on him in particular. Makes. I'm talking about the movie Avatar. I don't think it was a cash grab because he spent ten years and billions of dollars, and uh, you know I don't know all that much about it, but there was never a for sure that this thing is going to just devour money, <laughs> right? That, uh, hmm. he, this was this was his pet project. He's like, I want to make this. I got this idea about these avatars, the things, and I really want to incorporate this new 3D technology in there. And he also had another goal of, I want to be able to make 3D creatures that don't look like, 3D humanoid creatures that don't look like cartoons and interact with other humans without uh, looking like they're 3D. Hmm. And All right, well, part. maybe it's maybe it's the next Star Wars then. So he, well, yeah, maybe. And again, maybe it's just my perspective. Maybe it's my perspective. But definitely he's created a movie that's a 3D, not, not a 3D, an effects game changer. Right. I mean, this is going to be a reference movie from probably here on out when it goes when it gets into special effects and 3D. Hmm. But I'm not I really a seen fan it. of the whole 3D thing. I haven't seen it. I don't know what is it again. <laughs> I don't know. Just gravitas. Ass gravity. Gravity har. But Happy, see, happy har. Happy lar. This goes back to what I really wanted to start oh, talking oh, about oh, oh, oh. 37 minutes ago. Avatar. Was that it's not necessarily about the effects, and it's not necessarily about the ride that, for me, makes a good movie. I mean, a good story goes a long, long way. Yeah. And so going back to what we were talking about with the whole college experience, right? We started talking there. When you're in high school, you're encouraged to get into extracurricular activities. Uh, join the play, join the choir, uh, do do the dancing thing. <laughs> what? Did you go to a gay high school? What happened? I there? never did any of that sort of stuff. But yeah, I had a friend. I'm be in the play, I had the a choir, and the dancing. I had a friend. Don't uh, play football. Sure. Uh, uh, Look, okay, football's no, in there. No, 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 no. Do the dancing and the play and the... And the I went choir. to the, I went to the high school that all those fame kids. Well, went would to. you like to do the choir? We have in the middle opening. of math class. We'd break out in song. We have an opening in the in the choir. I had a friend uh, who who we, we used to shoot movies. Me and Adam uh, shot movies with Drew, and all of a sudden, out of the blue, Drew's like, "I can't make movies with you for the next three months because I'm in this play." And we're like, "What?" Because well, but, I mean, it's cool for him, but at the time, it was like extracurricular activities for school. That's crazy. But I didn't my, mean my, to sound, sound bad about that. I just you was, were a little condescending. I th- <laughs> I I'm gonna let it go. I thought it was kind of uh, yeah. The three, uh, the, the, the the three, three things, things that you brought up: singing, extracurricular. Dancing, <laughs> it's wonderful. Don't forget about show choir. Oh yes, Glee, Glee Club. But uh, but but again, you can't deny that those and chess club and computer club and all those things debate exist, right? And some are boring and counting some, club. Some are gay and when I'm alone, I like to yes myself yes. Um, oh, but when you get to high school or when you get to college, it gets more to do this thing for your career. Um, only learn about communications how to write a, a good memo with with all those parts of language or whatever 
and I guess the point that I wanted to make regarding that was I think we would be better off if we on top of emphasizing the importance of your career driven classes have a movie making class imagine your post grad part of your post grad project or whatever that even means is you need to make a, a movie sure a documentary about about your thesis for it doesn't God's even sakes. have to be a movie you, you, make you, May, write a song write a song sure absolutely write a song write a play write a scene from a play yeah. film a, a bit of a movie or cre- create a game create a board game I mean that's in addition it's like a 10% of your grade but the, you know the other is like yeah. your doctoral thesis or whatever but the, so the emphasis isn't so serious you get to at least have a little bit of fun and get together I mean because those were the most fun projects when you're in, in, in high school or whatever well I think like, the, I think you learn the most when you're having a little bit of fun and I think that actually if you if you look at um, the curriculum of, of early education early childhood education it's changing I think they're they're yeah. they're realizing that emphasizing that, play that just just like going into into well not yeah play like my that's you, you what go to math you're like oh, this is you learn this and you learn this is memorize these numbers and then these numbers equal these numbers yeah there's some people's minds that glam onto that and they're like really good at it rigid rigid rigid-y. yeah yes and and the but the majority of the people are kind of like they shut down they're like ah what the hell is I'd rather be thinking I'm thinking about this mm-hmm. so just make it make it interesting you know that that's totally the key and and education is is ripe for that yeah but i I think think, and i mm -hmm. think the 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 shortcoming of the education system is what's producing all these people that are either super hardcore hardcore conservative or super hardcore liberal and that's why there's such a divide and conquer mentality that that can that where the politicians and and the corporations can control the people because they they can't get together and and fight the real problem and and overthrow the real problem, which is like the few people that are making all the money that are dividing and conquering these people because they don't have a rounded view of the world. They don't have that thought process when they're learning, and then they get they shut down because they feel like they can't learn because right. because they well, because they're, it's not being presented in a way that they can understand. So they say, well, I guess well we'll just work in the mine. Uh, we'll just work on the assembly line. We'll just you know we can't do that. You know we'll trust them because they their brains are better than ours. Well, no, it's just that they may, may they might be programmed a little different, but they're still just human beings with with you know fears and desires and greed just like you. I, I don't know. I don't know where I'm going now. I guess what I'm trying to say, I, I guess what I'm trying to say is that I think. Uh, the human race it, entirely uh, would would be further along, better off, if uh, in addition to doing our jobs and whatever, making money and providing for our families, we did goofy stuff. Well, sure. All of us. I mean, I, how many... I'm 33 and you're almost 40. Or, are Ooh. you 40? Are making podcasts. I mean, other than people in the entertainment world. Yeah, but today's was, what are we talking about today? We've been kind of, we haven't laughed once. Well, but I'm just saying. I You're mean, playing with your little I'm playing Wookiee with there. I'm playing with Jabba the Hutt over here. I mean, how many? Wow. I'm just, I, I just, and look, if the opportunity presented itself and we had a, a good idea for a five minute YouTube bit, you better believe I would, I would. Let's be, do it. I'd be setting up the camera. Oh my God. We should totally do it. We, you know, we could garner 50 hits. Yeah, well, <laughs> that's the easy part. 
five hundred is our goal. <laughs> but that's not really the, the point. I mean, five thousand. The, the we point create a meme. of the idea is that I I feel as though a lot of people work and then go home and then watch the news and make some dinner or order some dinner and then worry about the bills and <clears throat> that's designed got to mow the lawn and that's and designed and then instead of like and, and then of course but but see i talk to a lot of my coworkers who are parents and the most uh animated they get with their storytelling is me and my son made a soap not a soapbox racer because that's kind of old but made a, a like a mouse trap racer for boy scouts we made it we carved out of the wood and we did this and we carved some yeah. windows and we painted it and and then blah blah, blah. And i took it over to john's house because john has a the whatever device and we were carved out some oh my god and we raced it and it was so fun and it's like well why don't you just why don't you just do that? I mean, you. the excuse is that your son had a Cub Scout project and you worked on that Cub Scout project with him. Why not just make little racers all the time or, you know, whatever you want to do. Well, because then it would get old, all you know. The time. Not just racers, but I mean, that's when they're most enemies, Spend when they're creating yeah. it. And they have, now they have an excuse to do it. Uh, but before that, I mean, come on, you're, you're 50 years old or 45 years old and you're like, you know what I did last night? I made a, most trap racer your co-workers would probably be like really yeah i don't know i just get the feeling i watched the news i watched the news well yes. and then i not only did i do that i watched the news and then i watched house oh did you see the house <laughs> did you see house? he was he had his new cane he had, he had a, a new cane this he, time he listed some things that were wrong and then he finally got to the right thing and then he tried to overcome his cane i've never even he, seen the stupid show he beat somebody with about. his cane this episode it was amazing <laughs> the hospital administrator wanted to cut his wages and he went down and beat the hospital administrator <laughs> with his cane but since he saved his daughter's life he didn't press charges it was Amazing. Yes. Amazing dichotomy of character development. And then there was a transsexual there. That was really good, too. They and then we watched American Idol. Oh, and yes, that one little kid that can really sing was He can amazing. really belt out. Amazing. Know, did that you know? Elton John cover of Crocodile Rock that just <laughs> blew me away. <laughs> I felt there were really crocodiles all around me. <laughs> he moved me. He <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I feel like a lot of that stuff is just like... Something to do before you go to bed. Like, well, it's, it's designed. It's 8 o'clock. I don't go to bed till 10.30. What are we going to do? Let's watch House. But then again, that's kind of hypocritical because the guys that are making House are doing creative things. You got a, a room full of writers. You got an actor. You've got a director. You got a producer. All those people. I mean, look, you can maybe the production company that's putting out episodes of House is like, we're going to turn these medical shows out and make tons of money. But everybody involved in that show has gotten an opportunity to, to stretch out and show what they can do and, and has given mm -hmm. been given an opportunity for some creativity. And yet I'm dismissing it as just like some bullshit to do before you go to bed. You know, so there's the hypocrisy. Yep. It, yeah, it's amazing. Everything I, everything I say no, is you just puked on your own desk, dude. Kind of. Wow. And I, yeah, there's. It all folds in upon itself. It's nebulous. So, like, if we all it's the sat fundamental here, interconnectedness of all things. If we all sat here creating stuff, there would be nobody to, to actually enjoy, it, enjoy yeah. that creation, except for the aliens. God would be like, "Wow, my look what I've done! Have... They're amazing." Now get back to Wait, work. Be, no, the guy would be like. <sighs> 
God would be like, finally. <laughs> and then we'd all ascend up to heaven. Yeah. That's what I was waiting for. <laughs> it took 2,000 years. Jeez. I, I think he'd be pissed. The Martians only took 200 years. I think Dick Cheney is God. He'd be like, you guys got better get back to work now. <laughs> is that pretty bad, Dick Cheney, I, I guess? I, yeah. Mao Zedong. You didn't have enough heart attacks. Mao Zedong. Yeah, I guess not. Speech. Um, God. So oh, we even brought God into this pod. So it's the God pod. To continue on. Which way? With with the Star Wars and to continue on with the movie thing, uh, I thought that this would be a decent experiment. Um, I Ella, I let Ella watch Star Wars over the weekend. Uh, All right. Episode four, A New Hope. And uh, she. Oh, is that the first one? What's the fourth one? But the yeah, but first one that was ever made. Okay. Well, yeah. what, 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 what you said before about it not being a book? Oh, it was, this was not actually a book. The, this was actually the fourth episode that he wrote, though? So he wrote nine episodes, and then they no. filmed number That's four. That's all a myth, too. There's, there's so well, many. then why is this number four? Why, why did you even say that, then? There's so many... Because it is. And, okay, would you like the brief description? Yeah, lay it out there. For Everybody me. knows, apparently, except for you. Uh, at, what is it? Adapar? At, at at Star Trek? Azimuth, Azimuth. So Captain Kirk was a Jedi. Azriel. <laughs> What's the name of this movie with blue cats? Oh, I don't know. Yo, man, it's really cool. There's blue cats and stuff wearing hats. They get high with each other. Oh yeah, they commune <laughs> with nature. Actually, yeah. they pretty much are high on nature, like the entire. Wow. They have these little tails in their ponytails, and they hook them up to the plants, and they get all like transcendent. And Sweet, that's that's going to make for some freaky sex, don't you think? That's what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah. Oh, so the whole, if you're curious about it, the whole Star Wars thing. So George blue. Lucas wrote and wrote and wrote. Like I said, he had multiple drafts. And he kind of had an outline for how this thing began and how it ended. But the bulk of his material was in the middle. So he said, you know what? I'm just going to start here in the middle. This is where I've got the most of my meat written. We'll just start here. And that's how episode four. And actually, if you go way back, when Star Wars was originally released, he had no idea that he was going to have the funding for Empire Strikes Back or Return of the Jedi. He didn't have any episode numbers. So when it was actually came out on the screen, the whole Star Wars thing, all it said was Star Wars. A New Hope. A New Hope. And then it went on with the time of Civil War and all that sort of stuff. And then after the studio was like, oh my God, George. You're making some more. When they re-released it to theaters, they threw the four on, and whenever it came onto video, they they had the four after that. So, oh. so it's kind of like he's kind of been an opportunistic guy, and he spread like this myth that like, oh, I've had this whole thing planned out since day one. And there was books. I don't know where these books came from, but I remember Adam and and me looking in middle school for the original books, right? But there were no original books. There's there's that that's a myth. There was no original books. Uh, and I've been every now and then, like some guy who touts himself as a Star Wars fan, is like, ooh, did you know there was real books I read? I'm like, no, there were no books. I've looked. There's no original books. Oh, you know, like basically catching somebody in the lie. Um, but he wrote, he did write a lot of stuff to go into this whole thing. Uh, but anyways, what, so does that answer your question? You were just going to lay out the oh. myth of Star Wars. Well, here's what I, I showed it to Ella, and she's four, and she liked it a lot. And uh, so she watched it on Saturday with me, and then Sunday or Monday she stayed home with with Jenny because they were both sick, and they watched a movie. And Jenny's like, "What movie do you want to watch?" And she said, "Star Wars." So they watched Star Wars again, and Ella's been doing her Darth Vader voice, which is really cute. And then she's kind of 
pseudo-quoting lines from the movie that aren't quite wow. right. But it definitely made an impression upon her. Amazing. And so the experiment that I wanted, would, would, was actually kind of considering here, because uh, I watched Star Wars again. I was like, you know, this is a pretty good movie. And I did actually like, well, you know, it was like, that part's kind of cheesy, that part's kind of cheesy. But overall, it's actually not that bad of a movie, you know. It still kind of holds up. Yeah. What? What? How old were you, say... Would would you say when you first watched it though, like ten? I mean, it came out in seventy seven, and you were born in seventy six. Uh, so clearly, I did not see it in the theater. I mean, I, I must have seen it either on TV or on a videotape. I mean, I I did see Return of the Jedi in the theater, and that came out in I think eighty three. So I don't know. So you were only six years old. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yep. Wow. I remember seeing it too, man. That was that was huge, huge experience for me. See, and then and I went to my friend's house like two days later and he had all the action, not all the action, but he had like a pile of uh, Return of the Jedi action figures. He had, he had Jabba the Hutt and like the little little pit that opened up and he had the Crimson Guards and oh my gosh, it was just, am- and we just sat there and we just played for just forever with these Return of the Jedi toys. It was amazing. But the, the, the thing that I wanted to get to is... Um, a lot of people say that the new Star Wars movies that he made are made for a different generation. They're not made for us, right? Like, we enjoyed Star Wars and those movies. But the general criticism on the internet is that the other movies suck. And they do. Uh, but the retort is, well, they're not made for you. They're made for for the youngsters. And... Hmm. I would be curious. You know, I've shown Star Wars to Ellen. She loves it. What if I showed her Phantom Menace, that clusterfuck of a movie that just had well, shit all over the screen? Well, okay. Now my question is, um, do are you gonna? Did you run out? Did has she seen Avatar? No. What you think it's too much for her? Is it more than Star Wars? I mean, overwhelmingly, because if you were like four or five when you saw Star Wars, why couldn't? The four, I mean, I bet you you go to the theaters and I bet you half the people were under, you know, well, maybe not half, but there's four-year-olds, five-year-olds watching Avatar and they go over to their friend's house afterwards and they, they're, there's the parents out there that are going to buy all the Avatar toys and it's going to be like, oh, we're going to play Avatar, we're going to play Avatar. I have a challenge for you. And the challenge is this. You go to the store right now. And find Avatar toys? And find Avatar toys. I, they made them. I'm, I guarantee you. There was Mc, I, in fact, we went to McDonald's and they had one of the Avatar things as a Happy Meal toy. I mean, absolutely. Oh, yeah. The they horse made, that glows. Yeah, we got one of those. We got a guy that glows, but same concept. Um, yeah, I'm sure they made action figures, but they're, they're still pumping out Star Wars action figures. And he has been pumping those things out since, I think, like 1990. Eight. I mean, they made the original bout, and then when they did the movie re-releases, they started churning out those figures, and they haven't stopped. Um, Avatar is kind of like a cash grab, in my opinion, for the action figures. I bet you they made a bunch, and uh, I bet you they're here and gone already. But, I mean, would I let Ella watch Avatar? I mean, I don't have any, like, moral objection to it. I would well, no, that's an interesting point, but, though. But Why? There's no, like... What, what do you mean a cash grab with the with the action figures? Well, because, like, almost every, like, science fiction movie, they're like, you've seen the movie, now own the toys, and then these toys come, so and then maybe they go, and then they're gone, and you never see them again. Whereas, like, the Star Wars toys have been there for quite a while i mean they've they, there's longevity there there's that means that there's interest i mean again that's a business just like the movie is yeah but who buys those you 
Who people, buys the, people who, that have money? People that watched it and were really into who buys the original. What, the Star Wars toys? Yeah, definitely. It's kid, are you buy it for your kids? So, I, I think maybe maybe that's where Star Wars was was a game changer in terms of it was. I mean, how many movies before that had a lot of a lot of that tie in merchandise? Yeah, not many. And you're right. You're absolutely right. That was the so one maybe th- that's what makes it the game changer that like we were talking about before the, the 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 frame shifter in terms of oh I think a lot of things made Star Wars a game changer and that that is definitely an element. He was the first guy that said because uh, before that there were always action figures and toys that associated the movie, but the studios always owned that, and he was able to negotiate. He said, you know what. I mean, I don't remember what he gave up, but he's like, I want all the merchandising rights, and Fox was like. It's got this goofy sci-fi movie sure whatever George you can have that and he turned that around and probably made eight times the amount of money on merchandise than he did actually on the films so yeah from a marketing perspective that's a game changer but when I said cash grab I mean any movie that comes out that has any sort of popularity with children pumps out a batch of toys and then those are gone and then they clear the shelves for the next movie's toys wow it's a machine. It's sad. I'm sorry. It's really sad. Anyways. I'm, it's really sad. So the experiment, wow. and I don't know if I really want to subject Ella to it or myself, is to see if she watches Phantom Menace and comes away with the same... Yeah. Oh, I want to see it again. Let's oh, watch it again. Oh, that 15-minute pod race was amazing, Papa. Let's watch it again. Yeah. Anyways, we're out of time. Wow. What the hell did we talk about? Movies again. Well, wow. creativity. Creativity, movies. Creativity, yeah. I think that there needs to be cre- creativity. Food. Ought to be taught, not taught, but encouraged <laughs> in college. And food. Puke. Somehow. I puked at your desk, eh? Oh, here's a muffin. Here's a hot dog muffin. I puked everywhere, and I need you to find the hot oh, dog bit. Oh, I want to put it back together. Maybe I can take it back to the factory and get my money back, eh? <laughs> hey, I I bought this hot dog, and it was puked. It's got a mouse in it. It was puke hot dog, eh? <laughs> I don't want it. I'm kind of sick of hot dogs now. Well, I don't think I'll ever be able to eat another hot dog again. There you go. Strange Brew is your dessert movie. That's my best movie. I like that movie. I like it a lot, See? man. That's is, a really but is good it a good movie? movie? I think, or it does is. it just entertain you? I mean, is it you just watch it? I mean, is there a moral? Is there a lesson? Is there? A I story? will rule the world. Or do you just watch it and you're like, I, this? You just it's paranoid fantasy. You're just having a good time. I don't like the end with the dog flying around. That's kind of stupid. Well, I like the goofy, just like you slapstick said. bits though. There's probably a moral to it. There's like, yeah, what's the moral to it? Um, if one guy gets too much power, he. he he, he starts controlling things and that's exactly what's going on with the government and the, and the, right, pub, and the corporations right. corporations screw around with people to make them buy more shit this has know. been whatever episode it's been <laughs> fundamental interconnected it's been the puke on your desk episode so a uh, stay away from them hot dogs and don't don't puke on your desk don't puke on your hand uh, good night Yay.